Hello, welcome to the first Activate Doors podcast of 2022. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, we're out today in the Rose Hall Forest up in Sutherland. Um, we're just doing a little walk which has some artwork and poetry from the children in the local primary school. So I've got the three little ones with me, although they're not quite as little as they used to be. So Clara's going to read out one of these little poems that we've just come across in the woods. Hi. Oh, that's Jennifer saying hi. The bat. Little brown and upside down, he flaps his little black wings. He's out of sight when he comes out at night, and sometimes you can hear him sing. Superb. Thank you, Clara. Um, so we're going to carry on our little walk now. But first, I've been um, speaking to Ian Robertson, who's been doing some uh, programmes for BBC Scotland about about uh, rambling so he's going to be walking the Southern Upland Way and the Speyside Way for a programme going out on BBC Scotland soon. So tell us a little bit about this, you've got a series coming up which is going to cover the Southern Upland Way and the Speyside Way but I think your you're walking kind of started off with the, the West Island Way, is that right? Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm you know quite, uh, I'm not a Monroe bagger as such, you know I've done a fair amount of Monroes but I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not keeping the track of them, as it were. Um, and then uh, it, it was the year before lockdown, so it was about 2019 or something like that, that I had wandered the West Highland Way and I had, you know, a GoPro and uh, a friend had come along with a drone at certain points and uh, I, I was just making wee clips that I was putting up on social media. Um, and then people were getting really engaging with me, so I ended up talking more to camera about where I was or what, you know, the, where I was passing through. And then the year that lockdown came, I mentioned to uh, the commissioner because I had to do a, a monologue for River City. You know, I said I've got a load of footage sitting here of the West Highland Way in case you're interested. And he said, I'll, he says, I'll tell you right now, the answer would probably be no because we get pitched the West Island Way all the time and it's just somebody doing a walk, you know. Um, and then he looked at the footage and went, do you think you've got enough for two or three episodes? Um, so it seemed to go down quite well with people. And, and so this time it's an actual commission. We we went out with the intent of making a television show. So uh, I think the show's evolved a wee bit. <clears throat> Um, yeah, and how how did that work kind of practically? You, I could could see in the kind of trailer you've got your own kind of camera that you're carrying around, but there's other shots there that are, are kind of yeah, look so, like the drone so, footage um, and things like that. So yeah, the, um, Alistair the Alistair Smith, the producer, is um, picking up kind of uh, se- separate shots. You know, he would drive up along the way and set up with his camera as I was wandering by, uh, or or get up his big fancy drone um, and things like that. So. Yeah, and of course I've got the GoPro with me the whole time, um, catching whatever I can along the way, which especially was important on the um, Southern Upland Way because there were huge swathes of that where I was, uh, you know, you know, I wasn't seeing Alistair or any kind of support, and and also in the Speyside Way the first few days because we we made it a source to see walk, so we actually started at um, I've forgotten the name, Turret Bridge in Glenroy. Uh, so that we could um, see the source of the spay. Uh, and then actually, at the end of the space side, we attacked on, you know, that final bit of the Murray Coast Trail. So we went on to Cullen as well. 
Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting. I was going to ask you the kind of the reason behind that. Obviously, the, the source to see is the kind of, you know, the, maybe a, the, the purest way of doing it. But what was the what was the reason for adding on the little stretch to Cullen? Is it particularly special areas here? Or? Yeah, the the uh, well, I mean, um, I'm I'm mad daft on the Cullen skinks. <laughs> I wanted to get to Cullen to have Cullen skink, but more importantly, one of my favourite sites in Scotland is um, the Bullfiddle Rock. Uh, so I think if you're going to hit that Murray coast, you really want to take in a bit of that coastal trail because, uh, you know, there's a nice wee bit of scrambling and you get to see the, the Bullfiddle Rock, which to me is just one of the most beautiful sites in the whole of Scotland. That's a stunning spot, that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah and also I'd, I randomly, when I was up there, I was looking on Instagram and I realised that just south of Bucky there was this it's, it's Craigman Bridge. It's like a bridge on top of a bridge. So there's a kind of, there's a lovely fairy trail as you go up. The locals have made little fairy houses and you know, windmills and things uh, on, the, on the walk up. And then when you get there, this bridge is quite astonishing. It's, uh, they think there was a, a footbridge to the original house and then as horse and carts became the thing, they, they've built on top of the bridge so there wasn't a big drop down and rise up. You must come across some interesting things like that. I noticed I was lucky enough to see the kind of preview of the um, the first bit of the Speyside Way route you did. And, uh, you know, you're looking at the old military roads and the old bridge as you go through the Glen there. It's, um, you know, oh, yeah. there's all sorts of these little snippets of history there, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's quite, I mean, the, the, the uh, Speyside Way in that sense was there were just so many treats along the way. And actually, it was, it was incredible uh, following the spay, how many days naturally ended at a bridge? <laughs> the amount of bridges over the um, over the way, and and all all the kind of gems that you spot along the way, and um, the the Southern Upland Way again had that. Actually, one of the problems with the Southern Upland Way is you could do that whole walk and just uh, bore the viewers with all the information about the Covenanters, you know, and no. uh, because there are. are Martyrs' graves, literally every single day along the way. Yeah. So, what if you could pick a highlight? I'm, I'm kind of focusing on the Speyside Way because we obviously kind of cover the, the, the north of Scotland. But um, what highlight can you pick out from that route? I would say on the Speyside Way, I I had never seen the parallel roads, you know, up in Glenroy. Um, so that was quite, uh, you know, we we talked about it before heading up and I thought oh well it sounds relatively you know I thought oh, they're, you know they're not man-made structures they're natural but when you get in to Glenroy and you see how it's kind of almost carved out these parallel roads on the, the hillsides I thought that was astonishing yeah so um, kind of crisp so, and clean aren't they yeah yeah they're quite quite amazing so the parallel roads were straight off the bat you know you were going wow this is incredible um and there was one day, you know, I can't remember. I think it was the day I was coming down at Falkers. Um And so I can't remember, you know, I can't remember the name of the hill you skirt round, but it was the first time I got, uh, I caught sight of the, you know, the sea. Yeah. Um, and that was, uh, and also a beautiful, astonishing view, because I still had a, about, you know, a day and a half's walk to, to, to reach the, the first. Um, so that that was a, an amazing day, and also, funnily enough, in that walk, just that coming down into that beach at Cullen is is quite extraordinary. When you know you've reached the end of well, I'd reached the end of about 130 odd miles, 
Um, and that was a that beach was a, a lovely treat. To, and I did that night. I got uh, stayed at the hotel, looked over oh. that beach, and got myself Cullen Skink. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stunning um, beach, that as well, isn't it? It's a beautiful spot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think that it, the, the space I way there was. Um, I, it, what really was was quite amazing was the, um, the the wildlife that I saw as well. Um, you know, because that second day I saw, you know, I was seeing herds of deer, uh, which was amazing because you kind of say, go, wait a minute, what? And you realise, God, that's, yeah, it is. It's like 40, 50 deer all <laughs> running together in that field. And, of course, when I hit Loch Inch, uh, there was the nesting ospreys that I saw, which were, which which was just incredible that we even managed to get some footage of them. I'd never been to Loch Inch, and, you know, they've got that kind of water sports centre there. I'd love to to go back to Loch Inch and, and Glen Banker I'd never been there either and I think I would definitely because uh, you know my Auntie Mary's up in that part of the world I'd definitely go over and climb that hill maybe have lunch at the wee bothy and back, walk back on the space I'd wait to wherever you park yeah, it's, it's great how these walks kind of give you new ideas like that isn't it it kind of all uh, opens up yeah, new, I, new routes I and... mean the space I'd wait is a walk that I would be, happily do again I, you know I just thought it was it was it was a, it was a real treat, but the Southern Upland Way, I'm not convinced. If uh, you know a bunch of friends said, "Listen, we want to go and do it," well, you can't. I'm not sure I'd jump at doing it again in a hurry. You know, the the 200 odd miles. It's it, it really was a, a a challenge, but there are definite spots, particularly in the borders, where I haven't spent a lot of time, where I would go back and do a walk again, or or even definitely visit the. Um, the Croyd Multiverse, you know, by Charles Jenks down there, which was just amazing. So, yeah, I, I always find that quite fascinating. When you do these long walks, you can find, uh, you know, nice day walks that you could do with, with friends maybe, you know, at, at another time. Thanks Ian Robertson there. We have a little bit more coming up from Ian shortly, uh, but first we're back to the forest. What did you say? I have a compliment. Go ahead then. It was good. Are you talking about the BBC Scotland programme or are you talking about... The poem! The what? The poem! Oh, the poem was good. The poem that we heard before about the bat. Right, let's keep walking then. Hi. Yes, you can. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Matthew. Do you, are you enjoying this walk? Yeah. Yeah, good. Let's keep going then. March, march, march. Which way should we go, May? Um, uh, or that way. What colour are we following? Um, yellow. Okay, so where's the other, where's the other yellow post? Um, up there. Up that corner. Yeah. Should we go that way then? Yeah. Right, well I done. See yellow there. Well done. Um, hi again. Why do I keep saying hi? Oh, there's a poster about poo there. This is Jennifer's favourite subject, so we're going to go and look at this no, one. No, it's not! <laughs> so, this is quite interesting, because it tells you... It's the worst you, thing in the world. Because you don't always see these animals, especially when you've got three young children roaming about the forest, making noise. So this tells you Wait. about the... What the different... Hey, what? This tells you about the different types of poo. Fox! Fox! Pine martin. <laughs> looks pine, a bit like that. Pine martins one looks... looks like, um, holly berries. In in the autumn, they eat a lot of berries, and a lot of them just go straight through them, to be ah. frank. 
so it looks like that. But they're good, you quite often see this on paths in the forest, and it means that there are pine martins living there. But you don't necessarily see them very often. So if you want to wander in a forest looking at the ground looking for poo, that's what you can do. What is it? Um, little post. Oh, good. Are we going the right way then? Um, yes. Was that a fun bit downhill? Yeah. Yeah. There's something else coming up. Whoa. That's a steep climb. Are you going to get up to that one, mate? It's one about a stag. Oh, I nearly fell down the bank then. Can you help Matthew up? Hold on, Matthew. Matthew wants to read this one. We'll just pause for a minute. You can say it later. Dang. Wild. Wild. Scottish. Scottish. Stag. Stand and stare. Stand. Stand and stare. Proud and bold. Proud and bold. In the headlight gear. In the headlight air. Glare. Glare. Run like the wind. And wolves. Run like the wind. What else? If danger will appear. If danger will appear. There is no other animal. There is no other animal. To match the Scottish wild deer. To Scottish. To match the Scottish wild deer. To match the Scottish wild deer. Good. Boy, good reading. I like the way he said Scottish. So, we're just going to have some food. Yay, I think... Jelly babies! Oh my word. Not only jelly babies, but they're like weird jelly babies that are holding hands that Santa brought for me. There's a yellow and purple one for Matty. He's they're the best one. things in the world. Um, Jennifer can have a green and orange one. What am I having? Clara's having a weirdly. Ooh! Do you smell delicious? Oh, it's a red and orange one holding a green and white one. That's a bit strange. Yeah. They're so good. good. I just mm -hmm. ate their hands off. Munch, munch, munch. What do you think, Jennifer? What do you think? Um, they're really good and. Um. Yummy. Good and yummy, that's a good description. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, good. It's just good when children get sugar, because then they can keep moving. Because mm. we're only about halfway through the walk. And, and oh, no, we're oh, a bit past halfway. Also, I ate off the arms. Okay. I don't know why I told you that. <laughs> the green one tasted a bit funny, but oh, it was nice. The green one just tasted Yours good, Matty? <laughs> Did you like your jelly babies? Yes. You've got lots of energy now. Yeah. Yeah? Are you going to run the rest of the way? Um, no. <laughs> Not all of it, just walk. Yeah. What, um, um, what did you think they were? Um, delicious. Now we've got a bit of a special deal for our listeners today. Uh, along with Highland News and Media, we're offering all our listeners a £10 discount on an annual Digital Plus subscription. So you'll be able to read all our online content as well as the digital e-edition version of the newspapers, including every week's Active Outdoors features and more active lifestyle news. Go to hnmedia.co.uk forward slash subscribe and enter the promo code PODCAST to get your £10 off a Digital Plus annual subscription. 
Now it's back to my conversation with River City star Ian Robertson. What, what do you think? Uh, you kind of hinted on this in the episode that I saw the preview of the kind of benefits of walking and getting out into those wild places, given the, the couple of years that everyone's been through. Yeah, I, I, for me, um, well, I mean, there's there's the immediate physical benefit. If you're anything like me, and you go to the gym, I would do twenty minutes and think, right, that'll do. I'm <laughs> way up the road because um, I, I just can't, you know. But when you when you go and climb a Monroe, for instance. You can't stop till you reach the top, and you know, and you get the benefit of the incredible views, and the you've got to head back down. So the physical benefit is immediate, and I also found that my friendships got, my bonds with my friends were getting deeper because rather than meeting and maybe going for a meal and into the cinema where you sit not talking to each other and staring at a screen, you're climbing the hills and you're talking and you know having making memories and, and, and having fun. And also, there's nothing like uh, an astonishing view to take you out of your own head, you know. Uh, suddenly, you're... I mean, I think I remember saying it in the last show, you know, when you walk through a place like Glencoe, which is feels so huge and you feel so small, it, it makes you realise that, that your problems, uh, you know, aren't that big <laughs> in the great scheme of things. Um, so I, I get the definite my mental health is vastly improved when when I'm regularly walking but also my friendships have benefited and then you've got the physical element as well and also when you're walking you're releasing cortisone you know which is all the positive um chemicals that you want going around your body which immediately make you feel better and you know if you're the kind of person that can go to the gym and and get all that benefit then I take my hat off to you or if you're a, a runner good on you but if you're anything like me you know but a saunter in the hills and it's just it pays dividends it really does and it's it's also that thing it's free it's out there for all of us um and that was one of the commitments i've made in this in making these shows i i whenever i find somewhere that's beautiful or or amazing i'm happy to tell you where it is (laughs) you know i hate all that because of course uh, with um, researching the walks I want to do or walks that might be potentially. There's nothing worse than being on one of these Facebook groups for, you know, beautiful sites in Scotland and somebody puts up an astonishing image and you go, oh, where is that? And they won't tell you. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That used to be a thing with the Bothies, didn't it? And yeah, I noticed you, kind of, you went to one of the Bothies at the start of that walk and that, that used to be a very secretive uh, kind of yeah. thing for people in the know. But <laughs> I know and the can... thing about the... I mean, I, I kind of under... Interestingly, the, on the space side way, I met the you know the head stalker on the the estate up there in Glenroy, and there is a bothy that's closer to Fort William, which at that point he'd left locked, and because the well, I've forgotten the name Luke Chonnell bothy is so remote, he wasn't that worried about that one. I said, "Oh, why is that?" And he said, "Well, only committed walkers make it to Luke Chonnell, and they tend to be very respectful of the bothies." He said, "But." You know, um, just before lockdown, I had a a, a woman turn up saying, oh, I can't find my daughter, but I believe she's in a, a holiday let up here. And he said, we don't have lets, but let's go and check this bothy. And he says, we opened it and there was about 30, you know, 16 to 20 year olds lying hung over on the floor. <laughs> so, and the, <clears throat> there is one that's in Loch Lomond, is it Dunbyer bothy that's very close to Glasgow. And when when I was on the West Highland, I didn't make a point of it in the show, but when, when you pass it, there, 
empty booze bottles and beer cans piled outside, and you just think it, it is a it is really it's not ideal, is it, when people are using these places to party and and not for, for what they're intended, which is potentially to save someone's life. You know, if if you're caught out in the wilds, these bodies could be lifesavers. Yeah, and, uh, and they've proved that plenty of times in the past, haven't they? But you're right; those it's difficult for the landowners, isn't it? They, you know, they've opened the, these buildings up to people, but they're, uh, you know, if people yeah. use them, then you can understand the the difficult. Well, I think I got lucky on the Southern Upland Way. There's, there's that amazing body. I think it's Pope, but it's kind of spelt P H A W like Paul Hope, Paul Hope, but I think it's Pope body, which James Hogg's grandfather owned it. You know, the the Exeter Shepherd. And I had it all to myself, and it was amazing. I had a lovely night in there. And um, I saw on one of the, the forums online that uh, only about a week or so after I'd been there, some walkers turned up and were turned away because 30 people had come up from Manchester for a stag weekend. <laughs> um, and were just partying in the box. So that, that, yeah, obviously that's not ideal. Um, and... I did notice that in some of the bodies I saw, particularly in the Southern Upland Way, there are signs uh, alerting people who might be using them, not for their intention, but the police are actually monitoring the bodies a wee bit better. Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> Chain, change days, really, isn't it? But there's, um, <laughs> I mean, after doing the, these uh, kind of couple of long walks now, what, um, what have you got planned for the future? Any any other long distance ones planned, or are you kind of calming down and doing more day walks now? There's a few that we're uh, looking at, um, and it's, uh, I suppose the thing is the show has to evolve, um, which is interesting. That it, it kind of evolved from you know what I did initially. I think the kind of arrogant attitude is still important because I'm not. Uh, a, you know, a geologist or a geographer. I'm just someone who likes to walk. And and one of the nice bits of feedback I got in the show was a friend's father says, "What I like about your show is it's good. It's good for the layman. Um, you know, because I know there are people like some of my pronunciations of the hills, etc. You know, I've, I've mangled them. You know, I'm very much a, a Glasgow governed boy, and uh, and but I don't feel embarrassed about that. You know, it, it really, you shouldn't be. But just get out onto the hills or go out and do these walks and. You might not understand initially how this glen was carved out, you know, in an ice age by glaciers, etc. But you, as long as you're able to stand and look at it and go, ooh, ah, that's nice, um, <laughs> get tore in. Um, so I was quite... I, I, well, I mean, the, the, one of the bosses at the BBC said, you know, had we initially commissioned you to make this show, we would have been kind of knocked that irreverent style out of you and asked you to be a wee bit more informative, but seeing it work, they, they liked it so, so it's keeping that, but I think one of the things as the show's evolved is I have actually wanted to share more about what I know or what I've learned and also I think uh, as we go forward, the show maybe starts needing a bit of a narrative, so one of the ones I'm keen to look at is not an official walk, but you know that Robert Burns did some of these Highland tours um, and seeing if, getting the Ogden subway maps out and seeing if uh, I could kind of tie a walk in with the places that Burns visited in these Highland tours because um, I was speaking to uh, Jared Carruthers at the uh, you know the Burns Centre at Glasgow University and he was saying what was interesting about when Burns and, and he was on his horse Pegasus when he did it all he wasn't walking but he he kind of burst the romantics because people didn't go to the countryside you know in the 
in the mid to late 1700s. Burns was one of the first people to do it, and then once he's doing it and writing about it, Wordsworth and all that stuff, uh, you know, as the romantics are coming through, they, they follow in Burns' footsteps. So I think that would be interesting because also Burns kept commonplace books. So as much as I could tell you that when I'm passing through, you get, can also share what Burns had to say to it, which starts giving the works a bit, a bit of a narrative, you know? Yeah, I think the more you the more you go out and do these walks, the more you kind of want to know about the the different things you see and the, the people who've been there before, don't you? Okay. Yeah, I th- I, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely true. I think um, you know, because you, you obviously you're reading things as you go and reading the guides, and you start to learn how Ice Age did. I mean, Glen Roy is a great example, isn't it? If it, you know, millions of years ago, that was an ice dammed loch. And that's what we know. These parallel roads are shorelines, as you know. And as the ice caps at either end are starting to melt, the shorelines start creeping their way down the hills. And um, what was fascinating for me was that was you know half an hour on uh, Google, I learned everything I needed to know about the shorelines. But poor Darwin, who tried to figure them out, <laughs> it, it <laughs> took him a lot longer, and he, and he was wrong. <laughs> um, so you know. Um, yeah, I mean, Google is your friend. You know, the more you go along, the more you can learn about the places that you visit. That's uh, that's great, Ian. Thanks very much. Really interesting, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the rest of the episodes. And uh, they'll, Aye, th- I hope you they'll be shown on uh, on BBC Scotland. I think the series is starting on January the sixth for the Southern Upland Way, and the Space Way. The first episode of the Space Way one is January the twenty seventh on the BBC Scotland channel at 8.30 and presumably available on the iPlayer as well? Yes, both both on all the shows will be on the iPlayer too um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it it's the day before my mother's birthday, the 6th so I'm telling her that's mm-hmm. a birthday present I've got a, a walking show <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, easy to wrap as well <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> That's brilliant, thanks very much Ian, appreciate that No, Great absolute pleasure Thanks very much pal, thank yeah, you excellent. Thanks to Ian there. Really interesting to hear about his experience on the West Highland Way and the Southern Upland Way and closer to home, the Speyside Way. Um, I was out there in the extension for the last podcast episode um, where the weather was a little bit different, so I'm uh, looking forward to seeing the full series of episodes. Now we're back in the it's woods. We're back in the woods and apparently it's raining jelly beans. Yum, yum, yum. That's another game. <laughs> yeah, and, it's not really. Also... That is amazing. We filled I'm, I'm just going to sign off now and eat some. What happens next? Um, um, uh, they, in the crock and they say, hey, what, what is this? Because it's terrible, tough, tender, deep and terrible, Google jaws. That what they say in the program. What's this, creep? Wait, wait, what's this? Why is there a picture of bums on here? What deer's rear have we got here? What deer's rear have we got here? I can't say that after a bottle of shandy. There's a roe deer, deer, red deer and silver deer. deer. Seeker deer, yeah. That's what they look like when they run off through the forest. We haven't seen any today, which is not surprising because we're being quite noisy. Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, way too noisy. Yeah. Okay. The banter. Or is it on? All right. I am going to read the badger. The badger. The badger is old. The badger is wise. He has the most small beady eyes. The badger is black. The badger is white. He rustles and bustles during the night. The badger eats worms. The badger eats slugs. But he may sometimes feast on other bugs. The badger is short. The badger is stable. And to defend himself, he sure is able. Thank you for that, Clara. You're welcome. And there's an amazing picture of badgers there. Yeah. So we're just coming to the end of the walk now. There's, um, we've done the... Clara, what was this walk called? Um, the Deer Something Trail. The Deer Park Trail. The Deer Park Trail, that's the one we've been on, the yellow route. But there's quite a few different options to do. Um, all really nice pass through the woods here. I um, think it's been fun, hasn't it? <laughs> that's good. Positive response there. And there's a nice... Oh, you've got a compliment. Um, so... The jelly babies were really good, and um, the start was a bit boring because it was pretty much just uphill, but then it got more exciting, and now we're playing a party game. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So the start was boring, and then it got better when you got into it. That's pretty good going, isn't it? And there's games and things. Along, there was a game along the way, wasn't there, to play? And then lots of things to see, all those poems and pictures. Um, there was this hopscotch game where you got like a pine cone and it it was like you threw the pine cone onto one yeah. of the spaces on the picture of a coiled squad and then, and then like you, you, you had, had to, to jump to that one and, and then you had pop, to pop whatever and then you had to guess what um, footprint it was and if you got it like and if you got it right for first time then well done you <laughs> so we're going back down to the car park there's a big log cabin in the car park which is great for um, getting a picnic in, in there when it's raining maybe even sticking the stove on which we might do when we get back and have a cup of tea so that's about it from this episode of the podcast Happy New Year again hope you've enjoyed listening to my children causing chaos yeah <laughs> you usually do though <laughs> and um, now you know what I have to put up with tonight on my walks um, don't be happy cheeky. New Year, and yeah, don't be cheeky, Dad. Happy New Year. Okay, that, New Year. that's my New Year's resolution. Be less cheeky to my children. There you go. Yes, and <laughs> oh, you must follow it. And we found the jelly baby seat. There it is. Ah, another one. <laughs> I don't think we need another one now. It was raining them before. So keep up with Active in the usual places. Um, hnmedia.co.uk forward slash Active Outdoors and... Tune in next time for more Activate Doors Chaos. There's I mean, fun, more. fun. There's and, don't, more. and don't stand in that pine mountain poo. There's more? There's always more, Jennifer. As long as it's fun, then I'm going. I if like... it's boring, then no. <laughs> I like recording. If it's boring, then count me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no more boring stuff. We'll take... If it's fun, then count me in, okay? It's always fun in Activate Doors. You should know that.